I'm delighted to say we are joined now by Dillian White and Richard Riakpour. Very good afternoon to you both, good gentlemen. Good Thanks uh, for joining us. Now, Dillian, I'll start with you. Um, 2019, a tough old year for you, but it must have been so pleasing to end on a positive note with that win over Marius Vak. Yeah, you know, um, it is up and down year. You know, I won the WBC World Championship also, as well as um, ups and downs, and then um, had a long layoff, and then... Um, Beat Marius Wacker is a very, very experienced campaigner. You know, obviously it wasn't the best place physically and mentally, but I got the job done, you know, and obviously it showed that even though I was two stones overweight here, um, I said a lot of driving, a lot of desire, and I won nine out of ten rounds. Yeah, it was a, it was a good performance. Yeah, it was and, an aggressive one. But. Yeah, <laughs> but I suppose after the year you've had, there was just a sense of relief to, to get through the fight, to win it. Just tell us a little bit uh, about what it was like, because we know it was a tough old year and, yeah, and there's a lot no. of talk, isn't there, about mental well-being and mental health. When no, you're in a you know, situation listen, like no, that, how difficult You're on the top of the world, you get knocked off because of some... Mm some nonsense, you know, but, um, you know, um, it's hard. But I'm a, I'm a very, very mentally and physically tough person. Even even though I'm like that by nature, it was still difficult, very difficult. But I had a lot of good people around me who helped me and a lot of people believed in me. And, um, you know, and they helped me to get through it. And then obviously I used the gym as a bit of a distraction. Mm -hmm. And my dogs as well, you know, and <laughs> kids and stuff, you know, um, you know, so yeah. It, what, what dogs have you got? I got three dogs, three mastiffs. I got three big dogs, yeah. And they're pretty loyal dogs, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, I, I love dogs <laughs> no more than people. That. Yeah. I love dogs more than people, <laughs> you. you know. Well, well, sadly, you haven't brought them in with you, but you yeah. have brought in some, some other props for us, some, yeah. some, some Christmas presents. I mean, you've got there Deontay Wilder's WBC belt, sort of identical replica of, so well, this is to... It, it's the same. They just made two of them. It's the same... So it's the, the same belt. Right, OK. They just made why, two why of them. Why, 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 why do they make two? Why do they, because I thought it was only just they one know one. I should rightfully be WBC Right, OK. <laughs> OK, so. but this, this, this is the thing, isn't it? That you are the mandatory challenger, but where are we at in terms of a, a world title fight? Being lined up, didn't it? Deontay has still been a coward and still running, as usual, you know. I've been number one challenger for 800 days, you know, and, and I'm still number one challenger. And right, so I fought more top 15 and top 10 opponent than he'd done as a champion, you know. Obviously, DC Ine is a good champion. He's got, a punch, he's got punch power, as we see, just see there, but, you know, Luis Ortiz is a million years old, you know. <laughs> Well, look, yeah, I, he's. Uh, <laughs> we can see what he can do. But let's let's bring in Richard now, then. And Richard, you, you're being managed by Dylan yeah. uh, at the moment. And um, how important is it to have that kind of guidance for you to have someone like Dylan, who's who's been there and done it at this stage in your career? And, and just tell us how valuable that's been. I think it's, it's listen. It's so important. Like um, I count myself as a, a very blessed individual to have somebody in the in the boxing industry and that's also competing at the highest level to be able to give me the advice that you know that I, that would do me you know great greatly you know jumping in the ring um, I've seen him I've been in a, in a, in a back room with him when he's in uh, preparing for his, his fights headlining shows on Sky pay-per-view so it's kind of just kind of kind of prepared me for what's to come in the future. Mm. So when I had my fight on the, on the 19th of December for the British title, it's like I already knew what to expect. I knew how it was going to be. I knew about how um, the, the referees and everybody would come to the room and give me some instructions and just the, just the, the basic kind of, you know, 
Oh, so this, this is the fight itself. I mean, tell us a little bit about it, because it, it is one of the, the titles you've brought in. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you took a little bit of damage to your hand, didn't you? So tell yeah, us a about that. And what's you know, that? I did it. Took a little bit of damage, just damaged um, some dislocated metacarpals. And, a little uh, bit. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I, listen, I, I, I want to show Jack Massey a lot of respect. I don't really like to bring up, you know, these little these these injuries because at the end of the day, you know, boxing is boxing. It comes with a package. You're gonna get injured and stuff, and you just have to continue fighting on and and move on. And Dylan, from your perspective, uh, it's not often you see someone who's in the height of their career taking someone under their, under their arm and, and looking after them. How important is it for you to be guiding someone like Richard at this it, stage? It is very important because when I was coming up, I helped a lot of people out, um, training, aspiring, preparing for a big fight. No one helped me. Mm. And I was, when I, I was coming, I see all these guys, they were helping me preparing for a fight. I was in the gym, there was good fighters, but no one wasn't giving the break. You know, so I said to myself, I said, um, you know what? I want to be different from these guys. I want to, because a lot of guys are scared to be the attention and listen to them. I'm not like that, you know, I want to help these guys. I want to give these guys opportunity, you know, and every time I fought, I put my own fighters on the undercards as well. I manage him, I have a few other guys. I have um, Richard, Alan Babbage, um, Fabio Wardley, Pesta, Chris Congo. There's a few more guys. So. I wanted to give them an opportunity for them to take part in the big shows as well and get the experience that Richard say. His last fight was a main event, but because he'd been fighting Amanda cars and been to the press conference with me, been in camp sparring, it prepped mm. him and built him. So yeah. he was well ahead of where he should have been, you know, yeah. considering the amount of fights it's, he's It's had. great to have that stable, isn't it? To, yes. you know, all those positive influences all, all working together. We're a little bit short on time. We've got about 30 seconds left, Dillian, but we've got Wilder Fury in February. We've got Anthony Joshua, who's got his belts back as well. So what is your take on 2020, the year ahead? Just tell us very briefly what you expect you know, to see. You know, firstly, I want to fight three times this year, mm. you know, pending injuries. But I think this year's going to be... A good year. Unfortunately, we're not going to see an undisputed fight this year, which is a bit of a shame. Mm. And we got, at least we've got Wilder Fury rematch. So let's see how it goes. And um, let's see what Joshua does next. Mm. You know, but I'm, I'm up for fighting all of them. I've been trying to fight all of them. My name has been mixed <laughs> with all of them. Well, you know, hopefully, it's hopefully top four, we get, top we, four we get pen on paper that. fairly soon. Yeah. It's an absolute pleasure to speak to you, to Thank you. both. Thank you so much, Dylan. Thank, Thank, Thank you very much. As well. Thank you. Great. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV and Association of MTK Global. All the lights is back. Kel Brook, I last saw you in New York. Umar, IFL, Umar. You, you, uh, you've gone from you've gone leaps and bounds, haven't you? What's happened to you? What's happened? Let's talk a bit about you. You've travelled the world interviewing all these top athletes. What's happening? Do tell me what's happening. I don't know. I'm supposed to be interviewing you, so... I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Tyan, man, he took you to that level, hasn't he? Come, well, come on. I right. want to talk about you, Kel. I want to talk about you. Uh, let's talk about DeLuca. I'm sure British fans don't know much about him. What do you know about him? I know that he's... I don't know too much about him. I just know that he's, uh, he's an ex-Marine. You know, he's only got one blemish on his record in the fight after he uh, avenged that and got the win. So, you know, he's, he's basically... He's, he's unbeaten. He's unbeaten and... Um, He's coming, to, he's, he's coming to take the win from me, you know, he, he knows that if he beats me, he's on to the big fights, but he's in with me and I'm ready. 
Last time, obviously, you'll admit yourself, disappointing in the performance against Zarafa, got the win. Does that look a little bit better now because of what he did to Jeff Horn in, their, in his first fight? Um, or are you still not happy with that performance, Joe? I'm not happy with it, but the, the win's going to look better because he beat, he beat Jeff, Jeff Horn. So it's going to look better, but I weren't happy with, with the performance. Uh, you know, nothing to do with the training. It was more, it were more I'm, 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 I'm me and, and, and going out stupid, stupid and trying to take him out in a couple of rounds, you know, because the, the training camp with John Fuchs were, were great. You know, the training camp were great. You know, um, you know, I just put it down to myself, but everybody writing me off thinking that I'm past it and everything else, but I know what went off, so here we are. What approach can we expect from you this time then, considering the last of them? Well, we're, gonna, we're just going to go in there and, you know, we're, we're going to work hard in the gym before, super fit, super mentally ready, and then we're just going to stick to a game plan instead of going out there and, and boxing our, not even going out there to try and take it off in, in three rounds and him, and him like tightening up and you know that he, you know he got through the fight I blew myself I blew myself out you know if I would have boxed just our normally box counter shots and, and boxed to, a, to the game plan I would have took him out anyway but you know that's history now you know that's history we're, we're on to this fight February 8th I'm going to go in there. I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. I'm going to go in there and uh, I really believe that I'm going to put a masterclass on. I'm sure you're happy to be back in Sheffield, but guessing the aspiration for this year is to be fighting for world titles again in America. Is that, is that right, Kel? That is absolutely right. You know, I want to be a two-time world champion this year. You know, uh, I'm not looking past him. I'm not looking past DeLuca, you know, because, you know, let's say he does beat me. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm obviously... I'm not, I'm past it. I'm not. I'm no good. You know, if he beats me, I'm done. Retired. Finished. Finished. You know. But I know. I know that I've got loads more to give. Loads more. And um, but talk's cheap. You know, February 8th is going to be the time where a lot of people say, you know, he's, he's finished. But people who are close to me and what see, what know me, know that I'm not. Know it, and they're going to know that a display is going to. Be, I'm going to be perform. Like you've never seen. Where do you think that world title shot comes from? Because all the titles are tied up with PBC. Obviously, there's one in top rank with uh, Terence Crawford. Where do you think that shot comes from, Kel? I don't know. You know, um, I don't. I don't know. You know, if they've got a title, if they've got a title, we're coming for them. So whichever one it is, whichever one, you know, whichever one is the best to do the deal with. You know the politics side. It's not. It's not. That's not. That's not me. I'm just a fighter. I just get in there and fight. You know, if we can make the fight, whoever's easiest to make the fight with, that's going to be the one who we fight. I remember when I was out uh, in New York with you before Crawford Khan. We spoke about that Terence Crawford fight. What was the situation with that? Why didn't that happen? Um, I, you know, I believe that the Khan fight. You know, we are it unfolded. They didn't like it. The numbers weren't great, and I'm a Brit as well. And I think you know because we were having talks before, you know, but, but even before Connor, Connor fought him while I were there, you know, you know. But um, nothing materialised. You know, I, I put, I went over. I wanted the fight. I, you know, I thought the fight had happened, but nothing came of it. Can I just get your opinion on the back and forth between Crawford and Spence on Twitter? Have you seen it? 
I've seen something, yeah. I've seen something the other day, you know. I've seen, I've seen Spence's first interview, you know, his first interview back, and um, he's saying that he wants to come. He don't want to warm up fight. He, want, he, wants, he just wants to jump straight back in. I used to favour... I used to favour Spence over, over Crawford, but now with the car crash and, and, and the, the weight he's put on and, and this, the time he's had off, and um, you know I'm, I'm favouring T-Bud now. Mentioned Amir Khan, I don't think there's been an IFL interview we've ever done with you where his name hasn't come up. Is that completely put to bed now? Do you think that can still happen in 2020? Is it his last chance to happen this year, Kel? Yeah, I think so. I think I, I think so. I, I just cause, because well, it's simple in it. You know, he knows where I am. He knows where I am. I'm not holding nothing up. I'm not awkward. Um, you know, um, every, I think the world knows that it's not me. He knows where I am. I'm sure Sky Sports, Adam Smith, Eddie Hearn are pushing for it as well. Yeah, of course. You know, listen, I'm a Sky. I'm, I'm a Sky Sports fighter. He's a Skype sports fighter. So, listen, he, know, he knows, listen, we've got, I'm here, I'm ready to fight. He knows where I am. That's all I can do. What can I do? Okay, moving on from him, uh, I see Kronk Detroit on your T-shirt. Tyson Fury has linked up with the Kronk gym again. Uh, goes into this Wilder rematch uh, with Sugar Hill in his corner. What do you make of that choice, firstly? And uh, who do you favour in that rematch? I've got, you've, got, I've, got, you've, got, I've got to stick with the Brit. You know, uh, after, after I said I would never, because, you know, I, I being, being honest, I said that um, I just felt that Wilder, with his power and everything, when it, you know, and the time that he's had off, Fury and everything, I just thought that, that he was going to get beat. But, you know, when he got up off that floor and he won that fight, you know, he, you know, for him to get... What he's been through and what he did that night, you know, I said I'd never, ever... I'd never, ever go against him again, ever. So, I'm going Fury. What do you make of the link-up between him and Sugar Hill? It's, it's a weird one for me. It's, a, it's weird. I don't know nothing about, uh, you know, the trainer. You know, I know Emmanuel Stewart, but... He's not, he's not Emmanuel Stewart. I, I ain't seen nothing about him. He's obviously seen something he likes in him or whatever. So we'll, we're just gonna, we will see. All right, Kel. Well, I think I'm going to come up to Sheffield in a couple of weeks to see you and the rest of the boys. Your dad's been great company today as well. Some character. Oh, he's, he's some character. Terrence. Been showing where his camera roll. Oh, he could go to prison for what he's got on his phone. <laughs> on that note, Kel Brook, thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Promotions is proud to present Floyd Money Mayweather. The man himself is coming to the UK for his UK tour, February and March 2020. For all info and tickets, Goldstar Promotions, the host of UK. Fadia back on Behind the Gloves with another interview. I'm joined by the one and only Kel Brook making his return February the 8th against Mark DeLuca. It's been a while since you've been back in the ring. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Training camp's been wicked. Um, I'm excited. Listen, it's been a tough 
sort of two years, in the beginning of 2018, you said you had one more year left in you. Beginning of 2019, you said you wanted to fight for a world title by the end of it. Um, you've had two fights since then. What is the motivation now to fight Mark DeLuca? I've got much more to give. Honestly, it's, I, I won't be able to walk away um, because then I know that I'd have a niggle there thinking, my only two losses have been through eye injuries and against the Golovkin and you know, arguably the pound for pound in Errol Spence, one of the best and the circumstances they were, I, I won't be able to live with myself. So, I, you know, basically I just want to give my, myself the, you know, 100% the best opportunity, you know, to, to, to walk away from the game with my, hel my head held high, knowing that I've given it my, 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 my whole. You know, even though it might be the you know the last chapter in my career, I just want to I want to give it my all and to see what to see what I really really can do. You spoke about them two losses. Looking back, I know they were huge nights. One at Bramall Lane, one at the O2. Good paydays. But do you ever look back and regret those moments because it could have been a different path. You could have been unified champion by now. I do regret it now. Now looking back, you know, obviously losing to Golovkin with the eye and then Spence. You know, if you know, I wish I could take it back, but. It's been done now, there's nothing we can do, you know, it's history. Uh, I just think it's just, it's just part of me now, I just think that, that as I stand now, um, it, it, you know, it's made, the, made me into the man I am today and how I'm feeling and how my, men, you know, my, my mental mind is and, 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 me, and, and, and me physically. I just feel so good right now. I know that fighters say, I've said it before, but I, I believe, believe me. I feel very good. Now, in all honesty, the, the fight that everyone always talks about when, whenever they talk to you is a Khan fight, obviously. Um, in all honesty, it's not the same fight as it would have been years back. Uh, there's always been rumours about this is why it's not getting made, that's why it's not getting made. Um, what's the holdback now? Because it's still a big fight for both of you to be involved in, um, rather than him going to the SBL and you fighting Mark DeLuca. Both of you fighting will still be a bigger fight. What's the hold-up now? I've no idea. No idea. Um, it, it's, it, it's so easy to it's so easy to get made, you know. It's it's not me. It's it's not to do with me. Eddie, will tell, if if Eddie's honest, he, you know, if you interviewed Eddie and said, you know, who's the problem in the in all this? Him, you know, if he's got what about him, Eddie, and he'll he'll tell you, you know, he'll tell he tell you that he tell you that it's not it's not me, you know. It could, it could easily get done very easily in in five minutes. On the 154 uh, pound division, there's a lot of champions. Jamal Chalo obviously won his title back the other weekend. Did you watch it? How did you assess it? Obviously, that could be a potential watched, opponent for you. I watched the, the highlights of it, and uh, I, I believe that he were, he, were, he, were, he were getting beat a little bit. Uh, but then, you know, he, he, you know, he, he sorted it out. You know, he ended the night. Um, good, very good fighter. Very good fighter. You know, he's world champion, so they're the boys. Which ones have you got your eye on? Who, who specifically have you have you looked at and thought that's the guy I want to have a shot? If you've got a bell, if you've got a bell, they're the ones I'm, 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 I'm coming I'm coming for. Um, anything else you want to say to the fans before the fight night? Any message you want to give out to the fight fans watching? You know you need to get your tickets because um, it's going to be a great show. You know Eddie Eddie always puts great shows on in Sheffield. It's always an unbelievable night. You know um, the cars ramp out with with talent. And uh, I think they should tune in because I'm going to put an unbelievable performance on. All right, Kel, thank you for your time.
Hey Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here and hit the bell button so that every time we upload a new video, you get an alert so that you don't miss out. This is Ryan Elliott for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. We're in London, a month out from a big night of action in Sheffield. Back in the ring against Mark DeLuca, Kel Brook. Kel, how are you? I feel great. I feel good. I feel good. Four, four week out, just over four week out. I'm on weight. Um, my training is going great. Um, I'm ready to fight. I'll be ready to fight next week. We saw you very fired up today, uh, looking in great shape as well. After a frustrating 2019, how nice is it just to know that you're getting back in the ring in front of those cameras again? Oh, it feels great, you know, it feels, feels good, good, man. It feels good. I'm be fighting in Sheffield. You know, we know what we get from the fans. You know, amazing, amazing atmosphere there. Amazing atmosphere there. The Lucas in front of her, an ex-Marine, um, very fit fighter, very strong. You know, he's going to come, he's going to come, that's his world title fight. You know, so the fans are in for a real treat, you know, and um, I can't wait to give him that treat. I can't wait to feed him that treat, you know, because I can't wait to perform again. Um, for them to get behind me, push me on. And um, come on, February 8th. With Mark DeLuca, uh, he's a southpaw. He's been very active recently, been on a good run of wins as well. How much have yourself and Dom seen of him going into this fight? You know, Dom's watched him live a few times, and um, you know, I've, I've I've seen little bits of him, but I'll be I'll I'll, I'll uh, try and watch a bit more of him. I don't really watch tapes of my opponents, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll watch a bit of him. Um, and then basically just listen to Dom, listen to, to the game plan, get in there, and execute. As I mentioned, it was a frustrating 2019 for yourself. We didn't see you in the ring. Can you just talk to me a bit about what that time was like for you being away from, from the action and the big lights? Yeah, it was frustrating at first, but then you know, I just enjoyed my little girls. Um, went travelling about a little bit, and, um, but then I started getting a bit bored and thought, this is where I belong. I need to give, give some more of myself to the fans, but really give it them. Really give it them. So I'm going to really give it them. Now we've seen you back with Dom in the last few months. You and yourself and Kid Galahad were down here today going through your paces. Both seem to be enjoying yourself, both in great shape. What's the mood like in that gym at the minute? Obviously, you've got Liam Williams as well coming off a good win. What's it like? Yeah, the gym's buzzing. You know, Billy Joe just had a fight, Liam Williams. Uh, I've got a young fighter, Lee Reeves from Limerick, Ireland. He's, he's coming over in the next couple of days. He's been training with us. You know, he's, he's, he, you know, he's, uh, he's a star in the make. He did, did, the gym, the gym's run packed to talent. It's healthy, you know. It's healthy competition. We're all pushing each other. We all, we all, we all pushing each other to that extra level. So every one of us are, uh, are performing better in, in each one of our fights. All being well on February 8th, Kellen, you've got the win. You've set yourself up for a big 2020. What names are realistic to you? What names have you talked about with Eddie and the team? And who do you want going forward? Whoever holds the belt, you know. Whoever holds the belt, I want to be a two-time world champion this year. Excellent. Uh, now, I just wanted to get your thoughts on something before I let you go. Kel, I appreciate you've done a lot of media day. We've seen Errol Spence and Terence Crawford a lot of back forward in the last couple of days. Obviously, fought Errol Spence. You've called for that Crawford fight as well. What do you make of all that? And if those two were to meet, where would your money be? I think I'll go for T uh, Terence Crawford now. You know, just on the inactivity, Errol Spence having a serious car accident. Um, and he says that he's fine, but phew, we're going 130 mile an hour. 
Um, so I, I do, I do favour Terence to be more active. Um, so yeah. Kel, I'm going to leave the final word to you. All of the lights, February 8th, back in action. What do we see from the special one? A masterclass. One of the, one of the best performers of my career. Kel Brook, thank you and best of luck. This is Ryan Elliott for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. We're in London today, one month out from a big night of action in Sheffield. With me, Dominic Ingle. Dom, Happy New Year, first Thank and foremost. How are you? Very good. What's Ovo mean? Oh, is that just the Owls? The Owls logo. For anyone wondering what he's talking about, it's a logo on my T-shirt. I'm trying to be down with the kids, Dom. It's yeah. a music thing. It's a music thing. Anyway, on a boxing talk. One month out, Dom. Big night of action, as I mentioned, Sheffield. You've got Kid Galahad, you've got Kelbrook, both in big fights. What's the mood like in Camden? Imagine it's great at the minute. Yeah, it's always good. I mean, obviously, nobody's happy about training over Christmas. Uh, Kel thought he was going to be out before Christmas. Uh, you know, to be fair to him, he's kept on. He's been in the gym. Uh, they've seen the success of the, the other fighters this year, Billy Joe Saunders and uh, Liam Williams, and it's motivated them, so they're raring to go. February's a good time. Um, and, you know, in the great shape, as you can see today, Kel, they're both sharp on the pads, four weeks away. Uh, it's, it's all good. Let's start with Kel, uh, inactive 2019, no fights for him. He's back out against Mark DeLuca February 8th. Why this fight and why now? Is it just important for him to get back in the ring? Yeah, I think DeLuca's somewhere involved with the, uh, the team over in Boston where Andrade is from. So it's an easy fight to make. I've seen the guy and uh, he, was, he was put forward as an opponent. I've seen him, he's, he's tough. His game, he can punch and he'll come for a fight. And if he sees any chinks in Kel Brook's armour, he's going he's to have a go. So it's not an easy fight uh, after Kel's been out this long. And we'll see what Kel Brook's got left. You've seen yourself and Kel sort of team back up after parting ways. I know when Kel came back to you, he was perhaps not in the best place mentally, a bit overweight as well. What's it been like getting him in shape for this, for this fight? And how motivated has he been as well, given it isn't possibly the, the big, big fights that he's been chasing? Listen, I think he's just matured mentally these days. He had his fight away. Uh, there was no fallout. We had different schedules. I was in Canada and Boston with various stuff. And, you know, as you can understand, he's got a family. He doesn't want to be getting trips all over the place for, you know, steady fights. So there was never an issue. You know, he still came back to the gym and uh, he's been on it. He's, he's looking in good shape. He's only 10 pounds over the weight, which is good. Um, this is what he usually is when he's probably making welterweight, 147. Uh, this one's going to be 154. And, you know, it's more of a fight. Let's just see what he's got for 2020. You know, he's talking about big fights. And I think really now he's, he's, he's looked at boxing for what it is. I think he's going to give himself a good 12 months and chuck himself in the mix, live the life, because uh, he's got to. He's 34 in May. And uh, hopefully have a good 2020, maybe halfway into 2021, and then, you know, pack up and enjoy life. You mentioned there he's going to give it a good go, um, going to give himself a good 12 months since he's came back in. We saw him a day there with Kid Galahad, looking fired up, looking in great shape as well. Have you seen that in him, that fire, to give it one last big push? You know, the one thing about Kelly is, he's, you know, when he comes into the gym to train, he's always motivated, he, always, he never comes in and drags his feet in, he, otherwise he just doesn't come in. When you see him in the gym, he's there to train. And, you know, the more I look at it over the years with the fighters who've come and gone, the, the camps that he's been through, the training he's done, he's been tremendous. Uh, he's got a very good work ethic. When he's on it, he's on it. When he's off it, he's off it. And, you know, luckily now for the last four or five months, he's been on it. He's been in the gym, he's been working, sparred. Other fighters in the gym have motivated him and uh, he's got the bit between his teeth. 
Now, we always seem to you know, talk about Amir Khan with Kel Brook, among other fighters, but all being well February, what sort of names are realistic for Kel going into sort of mid to tail end of this year? I think where Eddie is, is, is now with the zone and the, the way his boxing's moving, I think anything's possible. I think Eddie can make the deals and fights he wants to, and that's his job. My job is to make sure that Kel Brook is in the best shape, best condition, to fight anybody that Eddie throws at him, because that's what it's going to be. Whatever Eddie throws at him, Kel Brook's going to do it. There's not going to be any... Uh, umming and ahhing, it's going to, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Which he's always done that anyway, but I think, you know, there's just more options open now. I think Eddie's got the money uh, and, and, and able to make the fights. There's a lot of kids coming through who probably want to cut the teeth on somebody like Kelbrook. And if they've got where it takes, well, put them in, let's see what they've got. So, you know, I think 2020 is going to be a good year. Uh, and it's a year for Kelbrook really to give the ball the last kick and uh, achieve what he wants to, to do in boxing. As mentioned, also down here today with yourself, Kid Galahad. He's got himself an IBF eliminator against Claudio Marrero. Have you seen that fire in him as well, knowing he's one win away from getting another world title shot in 2020? You know, he's always motivated. He was disappointed with the Warrington result. He took a lot away from that fight. Uh, he's been in the gym. He was, all, he was in the gym the following day. He was in the gym the following week. It, it took him a couple of weeks to actually detrain himself and get back into a normal routine because he'd been on it for that long. But he is the ultimate pro. He's, he lives in the gym. When he's in the gym, he trains hard. He switches up when he comes out, and he, but he lives, he lives a life. And I think his ambition is to be world champion and be world champion for a few years. Uh, this fight is very important in his own town, Marrero. He's tough, he's game, and he's not to be all overlooked at all. He's been with some quality opposition, and he's only lost three fights, and it's a real banana skin for Gallad. It's not a, a gimme, this fight. It's very difficult. Well, being well with this, you know, Josh Warrington's been very dismissive of a rematch with Kid Galahad. He clearly doesn't want that to go ahead. Should Kid Galahad manoeuvre himself into position, as we expect, all being well in February, where Josh Warrington potentially has to face him, what do you think the likelihood that is of that actually happening? Would you expect him to vacate? No, I mean, he's got, hopefully he's got this unification fight with Stevenson. That goes well. You know, we always wish British fighters against foreigners to win. Uh, hopefully he does all right and well let's just see what happens then you know it's all the case to see how the land lies in boxing you know we can wish for this and wish for that but one job at a time and that's how we've always approached boxing and whatever will be will be if he vacates he does if he doesn't we fight him we'll see what we'll see what happens you've got yourself a new recruit Dom let's talk about that Robbie Davis Jr announced yesterday he'd be joining the Ingle gym we saw him in that great fight with Lewis Ritten back end of last year not victorious sadly but as mentioned a domestic fight the air contender for sure how excited are you for the future of Robbie Davis Jr? Good kid I've watched him for a long time uh, looked at what he's done the recent fight was a very entertaining scrap everybody was you know do you know what I didn't watch it I don't know what I was doing at the time I was away somewhere but everybody's you know message him have you seen this fight have you seen it'd be great under you and I think Robbie's problem in the past is he's got tied into too much of a terror because he can have a scrap but he can also box um, and I think he's, he's very good value for money but I'm, I'm aiming to do a very similar job with him like I did with Liam Williams just get him a bit more guided a bit more focused uh, a bit more of a game plan and, and work on his attributes really because he can have a tear up but that's probably not his, his best point so hopefully 2020 can be the year that he finally you know, gets where he needs to be. Every time he's had a little slip, he's always you know, got himself back in position. And he didn't do himself a discredit fighting Ritz, and it was good. Ritz is a tough kid. Um, I think it's knock the rough edges off him, get a good game plan. I think 2020 is going to be a good year for him. You hit the nail on the head there. I was about to ask you about whether he'd be looking at someone like Liam Williams, someone who told me that before he came up to the Ingle gym, he was disheartened, he almost retired from boxing. 
we haven't seen you since his win over Atlantis Fox. How impressed were you with that end of the air for Liam Williams to sort of throw himself into world title contention? I'm impressed, but I wasn't surprised because, you know, Liam, I love Liam as a, as a trainer. He comes into the gym, he's messaging me, I'm here. He's, he's always there five minutes, well, actually he's not. He's there 15 minutes before the allotted time. And he does the work, he's had the sparring, he, he loves direction, he loves a game plan, he loves being told what he's got to do. And, you know, every plan he's had so far, is uh, executed to perfection. Kel Brook's very good at doing that. Kid Galahad is. There's very few fighters who can fight to a game plan. They have it in the head, but they so often get drawn into a fight. But you can see Liam Williams almost holding himself back in the, the finishing shot in the Atlantis Fox fight. He, you can see him grimace, grit his teeth and thinking, this is the end now, I'm going to do what I want to do. He just, he just set his feet and just ploughed into him, almost like the shot that he finished off um, Joe Mullinder with. And, and, and Liam Williams just loves, he, he actually likes getting hit, that's his problem. So it, it's a case of taking that away from him, giving him a game plan. And, you know, I was over the moon, he's had a fantastic 12 months. He looks to be in line at some point to face Demetrius Andrade, who's in action in Miami later in the month against Luke Keeler. Is that someone you believe you can get him in the ring with this year? And I'm sure you'll be keeping a close eye on that fight as well. You know, Liam does his job. He sticks to the train, does his boxing. His promoters do their job. His management, MTK, doing a good job with him. And I do the training. You know, we, all stick to, we all play his position and we don't cross over. And I, Whatever they, they put in front of Liam, we'll devise a way. At this point where he's at, he's 27. Look. I told him 12 months ago, take whatever fight he's put in front of you. You've got nothing to lose. And he's had probably the best 12 months of his career so far with the least injuries and the least amount of time out of the gym and the more focused Liam Williams. So he's 27, a good three years he's got. Hopefully he can become world champion and have a good run and make plenty of money. A couple of things I want to get you on before I let you go, Dom. Firstly, Billy Joe Saunders. I was just wondering what the situation is there with regarding yourself. Are you still working with Billy Joe? You know, Billy, Billy comes and he goes. And it's funny because when we did the last fight, uh, Ben Davison was in America. Well, Amy's to train Tyson Fury. And Billy says, oh, come to Sheffield, do six months, then switch over to Ben. I went, you're yeah, no problem. Never a problem with Billy. You know, he's got a house uh, near the gym. And uh, he'd done six, six weeks. And he went, you know what, I'm just going to stay a bit longer. I said, yeah, no problem. So that's what he did. And Billy, look. I keep saying this over and over again, he's a traveller, he can fight. I think for this fight, uh, he's going to do some with Ben Davison. It's not a problem, I've got uh, a lot of fighters to deal with. And Billy needs that one-on-to-one. Uh, the fighters I've trained from being kids like Galahad and Kel Brook, they know how it works. They're quite comfortable with that. With Billy's always said his own trainer, you know, before me, Jimmy Tibbs. And he knows what he needs, you know, uh, to motivate himself to train. So I'm thinking for this one, he's going he's gonna to work with Ben. Obviously, Ben's had that split with Tyson, which will free up a bit more time, which is interesting. So, you know, Kel, Billy's got big fights ahead of him. You know, he's got some big fights. It's going to be interesting. I'd like to see him with Callum Smith. Uh, be, be a great fight, that. On a personal note, Dom, I've seen you're looking at releasing a series of books this year. Uh, you've got your first one in the works now. Talk to me a bit about that. Yeah, obviously, you've seen me social media. I've always done the, uh, the food for boxers and uh, diet and nutrition. always been good on diet. And, you know, so many people have said to me, do a book, do this, do that. And, uh, you know, I got an idea, put it all together. And my wife put it all together. She got uh, some e- you know, e-book publishing thing online, did it. Got the recipes there. And obviously, it's the stuff I eat. It is the stuff I eat. And uh, it's, only, it's only a fiver, you download it dead easy. It's just a, it's a healthy eating plan. It's not a diet book. It's something that you should be eating uh, on a daily basis. Forget the junk food, forget the pizzas, fish and chips. It's just an eating plan. If you, if you can get used to eating that on a regular basis, you know, people always want to look, this day of social media and everybody wants to look perfect, white teeth, pumped up lips. 
everybody else has been in fantastic shape. Well, you know, the information's out there, but some people just need it dead basic. It's easy to follow, easy meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack. It's all you need. You can train, you can be in good shape, you can live healthy. That's what it's all about. Uh, that's one book. I've got three or four more to come out yet, which will be to do with, you know, more to do with getting in shape for summer cutting up. Other ones where there's kids who obviously, I get a lot of messages saying they can't put weight on, they're doing all this training, they're still skinny. So there's going to be various books covering various aspects. It's not anything complicated. It's layman's basic stuff. Uh, what people can, cut, you know, get hold of, understand themselves. They don't have to ask anybody about it and they will get results from it. Final thing for I let you go, Dom. Next one, we've got a huge heavyweight rematch out in Las Vegas. Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that rematch. A quick breakdown. How do you see the fight playing out? Look, you know, Deontay Wilder had, Deontay Wilder had the perfect opportunity to finish Tyson Fury. He nearly had him out. And not many people can climb. Nobody has climbed off the floor in a system like that. Look at the last fight that Deontay Wilder was in. The guy was done. Tyson Fury rose and got a draw for that fight. And, you know, if you can't nail Tyson Fury the first time, I honestly believe you're not going to nail him the second time. I know Deontay's had some good form and Tyson can be a bit all over the place. But the style that Tyson Fury's got, he's always going to be all wrong for a lot of fighters. You know what I mean? And as long as Tyson does his, his training right, look at, he was the first one to dethrone Klitschko. Give him credit for that. Um, I think if Tyson's got his mind on what he's doing, he can beat Deontay Wilder. Um, and if, I'm, if I was a betting man, that's how I'd be putting my money on. Domingo, I'm not going to keep you any longer, but thank you for speaking to Boxing Social. Best of luck. Danny Flex here for seconds out at a 12 freeze gym, or rather the cafe attached to it, here in Paddington in London. And Kel Brooks come down, come down to that London from Sheffield, and so's Dominic Ingle, who we see down here a bit more often. Kel, what's, what's brought you here today? The food? Barely not the food, was it? <laughs> uh, no, no, we've come down here to train. We've been down here to do some media work. And we'll come down here now, because while we're down here, we've got to train, haven't we? We've got to keep moving. And you're fighting, obviously, big comeback against Mark DeLuca in February. Just to explain this gonna, the short version, if you don't mind, why we haven't seen you since that underrated win, I'd say now, in hindsight, over Michael Zarafa. Well, why haven't we seen you since? Couldn't get the fights that I, that I need. Couldn't get the fights that I need. So lost a bit of interest. Had a bit of time out. But uh, I sit down and think. You know, my life weren't. I weren't really. I weren't really happy there. I'm, I'm, I'm at me happiest when I'm training in the gym, and um, and the fans coming out, and obviously the you know the the challenge, the challenges, the challenges, and people saying you can't, and I believe I can. That's what. That's why I'm here. And back with Dom, obviously, after a short hiatus. What, what kind of brought you back to Dom and to that gym where you began your um, boxing journey, age, what, nine years old? Nine years old. It's everything I know down at the Ingle gym. From his, from his, from his dad, then passed the torch to Dom. You know, so there's, there's, there's a lot of history there. And it, it, it was never, per, never permanent when I, when I went and, and left with, with, with Fugues. Billy Joe were fighting in Canada. He, they were out there, different time, time zones. And it just it, it has passed him, didn't mean, you know, for, the, you know, for, that, for that fight. So it was just temporary. I, you know, I trained with John Fuchs and, and, we, and, and we had, you know, the, the, fight, the fight in my mind, I thought it'd just be, I didn't think it was any kind of Spence or Glovkin or any of these kind of, I just thought it'd be a walk in the bar, but it ended up being a bit, Tougher and trickier than you know than I thought. Um, 
But at least you didn't lose. I mean, Jeff Horn did, so. Yeah, no. So so that, that that's history now. And we're obviously now, we're back together. Sharing food, as we saw earlier. Food. Sharing food. It's always good to see. Don, what's it like having him back in the gym? And has the dynamic changed a bit since he was last there? And uh, guys like Liam Williams, Barry have grown in the in the interim period not really listen it's no different you notice a bit of a void you know people come and they go and they come back i mean kel's uh, spent you know time over the years out of the gym when he's been injured and stuff so you know you always got the sense even though i said in the interview he's probably not going to come back because i did actually think you know he's going to beat this kid it, it, even though you think if it's going to be a walk in the park they never are prepare you know make it a walk in the park and i thought I spoke to Kel before and we went over to Canada with Billy Joe Sons, which actually turned out to be a waste of time because he didn't, he wasn't, we trained in Canada and then we went to Boston, didn't box. So it was a bit of a waste of a time and, and the time frame was tight and you can't be going through time zones and following people around. So, you know, Kel made the best decision for him, which is, that's what you got to do as a boxer because when you finish, you're long, you've forgotten. Uh, you know, we'll always have somebody walking in the gym and training. But I expected him to do an easy enough job on Zarafa get the calm fight and that's itself into the sunset you know he, he wasn't wanting to stick around in boxing too long he got a young family and i said to him look get your money get your fights clear off enjoy your life you put a lot into boxing which he had a lot of injuries and the last thing you want to see with kill brook is him getting you know uses a punch bag later on his career like you see that so many of these good fighters carrying on too long leave it with no more ambition to carry on you know get it all out of your system and i think he's had a bit of time out he's gone through you know dark moments in his his career and his life and now he's back he's 33 34 in may a couple more fights get the ones he wants if he can and then pack up so you know he's in a good place he's, in a, he's probably the best weight he's ever been in his career before a fight you know the last couple of months um which is kind of ironic really when it's always been a, a problem for him so hopefully that's going to make a big you know be a big plus and if you can keep that kind of mentality for the next 12 months he could have a good 12 months he could be fighting quite regular and Kel, you're coming back obviously against Mark DeLuca at super welterweight 154 is that going to be your permanent home I know you get asked this all the time you're probably sick of it but would you still make 147 for the right fight is that feasible the right fight yeah yeah and what are the fights Dom said you want to get the fights you want to get and then pack up what are those fights what's left on your wish list It'd have to be calm, wouldn't it? It'd have to be calm. Uh, I'd love to fight Errol Spence again. I'd love to fight Keith Thurman. I think he's the next Iron Fighter. And then, and then, did you like middleweights? Um, you know, whoever's the flavour of the month at the time. You know, you, you, uh, top fighters will be hunting for that for that for that man. And last time I spoke to you, you said that negotiations between yourself and Amir Khan's team were as good as they'd ever been in the past. What, what's kind of the latest on that? Has it took a downslide since then? Yeah, it took a down. I've not, I've not heard nothing, nothing new. Do you think he might be holding out for the Pacquiao comeback fight? I know Pacquiao's back in April. They're talking it could be in the Middle East. Do you think Khan's holding out some glimmer of hope that it could be in the opposite corner? It probably is, yeah. You know, because I, I think that he's, he's like a bit like a whore. You know, he's, uh, he's he's looking for the biggest money fights he can. You know, he's, he's basically just you know just chucking himself. The away. biggest bang for his book. The biggest bang for his book. The biggest bang for his book. To continue the whore theme. We've been having an interview today, and I, I tried to imitate what Dom said earlier. What, what, do you want to? What that he's prostituted himself of his last couple of fights. That's what prostituted himself, waiting for the you know for the biggest earners because his his wife's pregnant again. You know, she wants, they, they fly first class everywhere. They, they want this big house in London, you know, so they want the biggest money fights. So 
I know. So he's 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 prostitute. He's waiting. He's waiting for the for the biggest one. You're obviously keeping busy against Mark DeLuca. I guess we can assume that you haven't got another kid on the way, <laughs> at least not at the moment, because this is a, a Mark in time fight, it's fair to say, although no underestimating him. What what can you tell us about Mark DeLuca? You know, he's, he's tough. You know, Dom, Dom's actually seen him live a few times. Uh, I will... Dom, Dom will look at... Look, I never really look at my opponents. And Dom's tell me what he's about. He's tricky. I know what he, I know what he's going to be doing for the first five, five, you know, five or six rounds. I, I was going to come out and fight and listen to what... So he's going to make it for five or six rounds then? Well, yeah. You know, I'm... Well, it could it could, it could go out in the first 30 seconds. It could go 12 rounds. You know, I'm, but I'm just saying... Dom's... You know, I'm listening to Dom and five or six rounds is going to be a game. He's going to come forward. He's trickier. You know, we've got a game plan. We've got, we've got, we've got what, we've got where we're gonna, where we're gonna be hitting him a lot, and what we're gonna be doing. Dom, tell us about the differences, both positive and and perhaps negative, about the difference between Kelbrook now and Kelbrook, say five years ago. So where has he grown, and where has he maybe physically perhaps regressed? No, nothing's, nothing's changed really. It's just you get to a point where you start getting past thirty, and things start falling into place. So mentally, he's probably matured more than anything, because. You know, he's coming to the port of his career, he's, he's having to think. When, pre-30 and, and pre-world title fight, everything was laid out for him. He's told what to do. And, uh, and that's great when you're winning. Then you have a couple of losses and then you have to start actually thinking when the phone's not ringing and nobody's stopping you in the street and people aren't interested. It is a bit of an adjustment to make. I rang him a couple of times. Well, yeah, obviously you're the, you're the face of uh, secondsout.com. I mean, I can imagine you get stopped all the time. But what you Mostly by the police. What you realise then is that you know, there's, there's more to life and fame and fortune he's got a few quid he's got a nice house great family but then what happens is is you start thinking you know the reality of boxing finishing is very soon am I going to be happy leaving this in, in, in the situation that I am and you want to leave on a good note you want to empty your tank and think that's me done with boxing I never need to come back again uh, we also go back to Marvin Agler when he had his last fight. He said, "I'm going to nothing to do with boxing. He never made a comeback." And that's same with Keller. Said, "Get it out of your system. Do everything you need to do." And you know his weight's been great. Hopefully, he can have a good 12 months and get the fights he wants. 12 to 18 months, then just pack up and enjoy his life because he has had a grueling career. He's had a lot of damage, been in some big fights. And you know you want to you want to live and enjoy the rest of your life. You want to spend time with your kids and your family. He's got a great family, nice place to live, well-known in Sheffield. You know, enjoy your time. He has put a lot into boxing over the years. And Kel, have you noticed that uh, Dom, since you've been away, seems to enjoy the spotlight a little bit more, gets the guitar out a bit more often in the gym? Yeah, his, pas his passion's always been music. Uh, this is just a bit, this is, this is his side thing, this training. His real passion is music. Uh, is it your sort of thing? Is it your jam? What's that music? Well, his music. His, his music. Yeah. Would you listen to it at home? Yeah, listen to his music. But you know what? I, I'm like with Barry, kind of think hip hop and all that kind of thing. But you know, any kind of music, what's nice is nice. You know, everyone, the world goes by with listening to music. So we've got, we've got, we've got, we've got a little chunk coming out soon. Don't worry. What you as well? Are you featured on it? I'm not featured on it. Bit of MCing. <laughs> Actually, part of the inspiration behind it. So you know. When you sit down and you, and, you, and you weigh out, you know, you go through boxing and you see how boxing's changed over the last 10 years. It's been great what Eddie's done um, and it's opened it up to a lot of people. But you, the thing is now you've got to be able to fight. You know, saying you've got to be able to fight because the, the, the fights can be made. And, you know, there's these people who talk up a good fight, but there's very few people who back it up. And, you know, Kel's been one of them who's jumped in with anybody. You've got to give him credit for the big jump from, you know, welterweight to face Golovkin. Massive step up. I mean, Golovkin then was probably at his peak. He's probably on the slide now. 
um, you know, and he's got maybe one or two fights left. But um, like I said, with Kelly, it was a great night, and it was almost nearly there. And y if you don't dare to be great, you'll never know, will you? So, you know, it was a great night. And Kel, just a last message for the viewers out there. I haven't seen you in the ring for a long time now. And there are critics as well, as you've alluded to yourself, that will be writing you off. What can they expect to see from you in February? Um, they, can, they expect me to be very accurate, very sharp, powerful. Um, thinking, thinking about what I'm doing and, and having fun. And, it, and <laughs> it's going to be an exciting night, which it always is in Sheffield. Brilliant. Well, we thank you both for your time and best of luck. We'll be watching in February.